This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Hyrulean Julian. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get a bonus podcast over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Episode 262 of Nintendo Switchcraft is also brought to you by OPSeat. Head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash opseat to directly support the show and get a fantastic gaming chair that can support you. Right now, they're $50 off all orders. That's $50 off a fantastic gaming chair. In addition to that, if you use my link, runjumpstomp.com slash opseat, you get an additional $10 off your order. I'm sitting in one right now, and it's fantastic. Have you experienced the awesome power of the Panasonic Real 3 d system? At the most recent Investors Q&A for Nintendo, Mr. Furukawa, the current uh, president and CEO of Nintendo, uh, was asked, uh, you explained during the presentation that over half of all people who purchased subscriptions to the Nintendo Switch online service opted for a 12-month family or individual membership. Could you give us more details uh, about things like number of subscribers at launch or region and age range information about these subscribers. Mr. Furukawa replied, We think that Nintendo Switch Online had a, ver- had a good launch, but the service has only just begun. So we have no plans to disclose any current subscriber ratios or numbers of subscribers at this time. Our objective for launching the service is to bring more games, more features, more fun to Nintendo Switch. Our focus on, on our focus at this point is on boosting the appeal of the service. All right, so here's where things get interesting. He said, "We need to further enhance the content of the service for the subscriber base to reach a certain size." So that is what we're working on. And here's where things get doubly interesting. He follows that up with, "With the understanding that the time it will take to do so will be measured in years." So what it seems like is we've got a long time to wait before we get the full breadth of what Nintendo Switch Online is. So what are we expecting? Well, I expect that they're going to be rolling things out very much like they did with Virtual Console on the Wii and the Wii U and the 3DS, where they start with NES games. And, you know, after a while of having just NES games on there, They'll eventually move on to bringing Super Nintendo games, and I think eventually N64 games, and maybe GameCube games, although that's that's really pushing it. Um, not that the Switch couldn't do it, I just think that it's unlikely that Nintendo would do that when they could just re-release them as like an up version. So... I think that this tells us the fact that, that they say that they need to boost the appeal of the service... I think Nintendo understands that right now the service is not really appealing. People are only getting it because they have to in order to play online. 
And like, that's the reason I got it. The other stuff that you get with it is a bonus, you know? Um, so I, I, it's not like I decided to subscribe to it because of the NES games. That's not what I'm in. Like, that's not what I'm after here. I just want to be able to play games online with my friends and being able to do that for $20 a year, or in my case, $34 a year, because I bought the family plan because we have two switches. uh, That makes perfect sense. And I think that that's a fair price. Um, but in order to entice more people, they really need to broaden the service and and make it more enticing uh, because there's a lot of people who don't want to play games online. They're not interested in that, and they want something else to hook them into picking up Nintendo Switch online. And I think that's going to be the virtual console stuff. Now, Nintendo has basically said, look, we're not calling it virtual console anymore. We're moving on from virtual console. It's going to be something else. This is the something else that they're talking about. And I think that over time, Nintendo is slowly going to uh, release more NES games. And eventually, we're going to get to the other consoles as well. And that's why at the end here, he says it's going to be measured in years. Uh, It takes Nintendo a very long time to roll these games out. And while I'm not really happy about that, while I wish that we would get all this stuff right up front at the beginning... um, you know, beggars can't be choosers. And uh, there's no other way for us to get these games uh, without pirating them, basically, or going to a shop and buying a used copy, which is really tough to do, because uh, that that gets very, very expensive very, very quickly. So what do you guys think uh, Nintendo uh, CEO, Mr. Furukawa, Furukawa, sorry, I pronounced that wrong. Uh, what do you guys think that he meant by that? Do you do you agree that that we're going to be seeing a Super Nintendo stuff, or is that just uh, wishful thinking on my part? Let me know. Frogger, Sega's arcade game, now a home video game from Parker Brothers, the ones to beat. Grip Combat Racing reminds me of a lot of different things. First off, let's talk about when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I remembered watching these commercials for these really cool radio-controlled cars that had massive tires that were taller than the car itself. And the reason why that was so cool is when you inevitably flipped your car over, you could just keep driving. I had a remote control car, but it wasn't one of those. And as you're driving it along, if it flipped over, you then had to go over and flip it back over in order to keep playing with the toy. That always drove me crazy. So I remember many, many times going into the Sears catalog and circling the uh, flippable remote control car. Never got one. I'm not bitter about it. But uh, Grip Combat Racing kind of gives me that thing that my childhood wanted. Uh, These cars that could flip over at any time. And it's really fun, actually. It's tough for a racing game to catch my attention for the most part because I always end up comparing all of them to Mario Kart. Mario Kart, I feel like, is the pinnacle of racing games. Then again, I'm also somebody who doesn't like realistic racing games and grip combat racing is not realistic at all. Uh, you can drive on the walls and the ceilings, just kind of kind of like in Mario Kart, uh, but it, it feels a little more realistic because it's just not so cartoonish uh let's talk about the graphics for just a second i feel like this is its weakest point and not because the game doesn't look good because it does but 
it almost I I'm not sure about this, but I feel like they've put some kind of filter on the game to make it look uh how do I want to describe it? I guess fuzzy, kind of like if you were to use a, a bad camera and take a picture in a dark room where everything would kind of have like a a speckled look to it. That's what grip combat racing kind of looks like. Um, I don't know if it was something that they were going for or something that they did to try and uh, hide the blurriness of running at a lower resolution. I'm really not sure about that, but it, it, it definitely bothers me. That being said, the game is incredibly fast, so once you start driving, that kind of fades away. Uh, and, and as far as speed, like this game is incredibly fast. It very much reminds me of, remember at the beginning how I said it reminds me of a couple things? Um, well, the, the second thing that it reminds me of is um, Extreme G Racing, which I think was on the N- N64. Uh, and just the blistering pace that you are driving through these uh through these environments. You don't have a lot of time to decide what you're going to do. It always feels like you're riding by the seat of your pants. And I remembered playing that game, Extreme G Racing, driving those same courses over and over and over again, and eventually memorizing when the best time to hit this button was, uh, how was the best way to take this next turn, and uh, doing really, really well. And that seems like the kind of game that we're looking at here with grip. They've got a really cool aesthetic. The way everything flips upside down is really, really compelling. Uh, Very, very cool. I'm very much enjoying playing grip combat racing, and it's not just a racer. Uh, You can also pick up these weapons like uh, machine guns and rockets and shields uh, and shoot at the other uh, enemies that you're that you're uh, driving against. It also has a, an arena which contains deathmatch and capture the flag and time bomb, where one character is the bomb and uh, they have to try and take out other enemies as much as they can. In the racing mode, they've got a bunch of different options where you can do things like uh, have every 30 seconds have a racer get kicked out of the game, whoever's in last place. Uh, to make things go really, really fast, and instead of having a set number of laps, I think that that's a really neat mode. And then they also have this other mode called, they call it Carcour, which is a, a play on parkour, uh, where you have you have these uh, really elaborate challenges that you have to get your car through, and it is very difficult to do. Uh, you can also unlock cars by leveling up and the cars have stats like uh, acceleration, top speed, grip, brakes, and strength, which I'm assuming strength means how much damage you can take before your car uh, blows up or something like that. You can unlock new tires and new paint jobs, although I, I assumed that the tires would influence the stats, but it doesn't seem like they do. Maybe after more time with the game, I'll have uh, figured out exactly what happens there. Overall, I would definitely say that Grip is a fun racing game. It is going to have DLC at some point. I was looking through the menu, and they have a little link down on the bottom for the Nintendo eShop. I I clicked on that, and it didn't show anything. Uh, But the game has a campaign mode. It has a single-player mode. It has online. It has split-screen. There's a lot to this game, and I think that I think that there's going to be um, a, a lot of content for somebody who wants to play the same thing over and over again. It's a very grindy game, but it's also very fun. 
The environments look great. Um, I think my favorite one was the snow one, which is funny because I hate snow. Um, I, I did try and do an online match, but I couldn't get an online match. I think maybe because the game isn't out yet. Um, but I've played other ones before where other reviewers were were playing the game online or where they had like maybe the developers playing online, but I didn't get a chance to see how online plays. I'm going to assume that it'll play pretty much like uh, like Mario Kart. Uh, overall, I feel like the sound effects are really good, but the music feels really weak. This game is the kind of game that deserves to have a really loud, overbearing, heavy metal, hard rock style, crunchy guitar uh, music playing in the background, especially with the the futuristic post-apocalyptic design aesthetic that they seem to have gone with uh it's really cool overall but uh i hate the music in the game uh that being said uh if you were to tell me that they were going to have a game that is like extreme g racing with uh guns and rockets and you could drive the the radio controlled car of my dreams from when i was a kid I would have told you you're crazy. But here it is, uh, Grip Combat Racing. I really enjoyed what I've done so far, and I can't wait to get back to it. Let's go racing! It's Super Mario Kart Funny Car Madness! Only on Super NES. Turn the track into a giant mud pit. Or burn rubber on ice, wood, or asphalt. Mix it up with the big boys. I want to start this by saying it's a very good thing that Diablo 3 is a game that has infinite replay value. And the reason for that is because I already have probably a hundred hours in Diablo three on the PC. And I already have probably at least a dozen hours into Diablo three on the PS four. So why would I buy the Nintendo switch version other than the fact that, Oh my gosh, I can take it with me now. It's tough to say, uh, but I ended up uh, getting it for my birthday and I've been having an absolute blast with it. And I think the reason why the Switch is my my preferred place to play it is because that's where I have lots and lots of friends. And Diablo, at, at its heart, is a multiplayer experience. It's not a multiplayer first experience. You can certainly play through the game completely solo, having never played with anybody else. And it would still be really, really fun. But playing it online with your friends is also really fun. So while I prefer to play on the Switch, it's pretty much the same game as it is everywhere else. So if you already own it, there's really no reason to pick it up unless you only own it on PC because I think that the controls for Diablo are so good that it is the definitive experience to play it with a controller as opposed to a mouse and keyboard. And I know there's a lot of mouse and keyboard jockeys out there who will be upset or angry that I've said such a travesty, but that's just how I feel. And, you know, it's just my experience. Um, Diablo 3 is the same as it is everywhere else. It's got the same dark atmosphere. It's got the same random dungeons. It's got the same huge boss fights, and it's got the same sprawling worlds with hundreds of characters for you to uh, meet and kill. The graphics on the Switch are pretty good. They're a little blurry, but when you're looking at a game that originally came out in 2012, that's to be expected, although they are blurrier than they are on the uh, PS4 and Xbox One. When you're playing, 
that blur just kind of fades away. And unless you're looking at them side by side, I don't think people would really notice. I'm sure that there's going to be people who will say, oh, I can tell definitely. Well, I can't. And unless I'm looking at them side by side, it's really hard to tell. Uh, the Switch exclusives for this are forgettable and I really don't care about the Ganon costume or the Amiibo portal. I tried out the Amiibo portal. It summoned a monster, and that's cool, but meh, who cares? Like I said, at its heart, Diablo 3 is an online game, so I want to talk about the online experience with the Nintendo Switch, well, actually with the game in general, and why it's so awesome. First off, it's got this drop-in, drop-out mechanic, whereas if I see one of my friends is playing... I can just hit a button, join their game, uh, go to the main town, find their flag, click on their flag, and it teleports me right to them. And now we are playing together. The game will automatically adjust its difficulty based on the fact that now there's multiple players. And if I decide, well, I got to go do something, time to record the podcast, fine. I drop back out. The game adjusts its difficulty on the fly. And uh, the friend that I was playing with goes on about their day. It's really, really cool, and people, while I've been playing this, people have been dropping into my games uh, multiple times, and it's it's really fun when they do. Um, There's some really cool catch-up mechanics that are awesome as well, and actually, you could use this to level really, really fast. So, uh, basically... The way that the game works is that Blizzard understands that not everybody has the same amount of free time. And so when you look and there's somebody who's level 40 and you're level 1, you can join their game. And it will make you powerful enough so that when you attack, your attacks will still be useful in the fight. Uh, But you'll still level up your character the same way and unlock abilities like it doesn't automatically unlock abilities for you which is good because that would be overwhelming having all of these things to choose from at the at the very beginning Uh, but you'll level really really fast because the other character or the other player that you're playing with is so far ahead of you they boost your xp so you level really really quickly and you eventually you'll catch up to the player that you're playing with i mean it won't happen in one session probably but it will happen really fast. And and then maybe they have to go on vacation for a week or something, and they don't have a chance to play Diablo, and you just kept playing. Well, when they come back, if they join you, now they're getting XP faster so they can level up. And for a game that is all about the grind, for a game that is about uh, doing the same thing over and over, even making seasonal characters where you start from scratch and you build them up all over again, uh, being able to... Um, you know, join with a friend who's playing a new character and boost them up and have them catch up to you is really, really awesome. Uh, Something that's not awesome is that Blizzard did not insert any way to communicate in the game at all that I can find. I could be wrong about this, but I couldn't find any way to communicate with somebody. I would assume that we would just use Nintendo's um, voice uh, through our phones, but that doesn't seem to be a, a, an option. I joined a game with my friend Richard, and I opened up my phone, opened up the Nintendo Switch online app to see if I could connect, and we could talk through that, and we could not. So if you want to play this game, and you want to use voice chat to talk to your friends, well, then you're going to have to go a third-party um, service like Discord or something like that, or 
maybe just call them on your phone, which I think it's foolish that Blizzard didn't use or build in voice chat or even use Nintendo's uh, built-in voice. I, I know that most people will just ignore Nintendo's voice chat because it has the 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 requirement of a, a external device, but it would have been nice if Blizzard at least uh, supported it for the people who wanted to use it. At a bare minimum, you would think that Blizzard would have included uh, like a wheel of emotes so I could e- easily communicate with somebody, hey, I have to go back to town or hold on, let me look at my skills. Because even when playing... Uh, multiplayer Diablo 3 still kind of allows you to play in a single player fashion so I was playing earlier today and somebody and I was just going through the story again because I want to unlock all the story stuff Um, and so I was going through the story again and somebody dropped into my game and I was playing and I decided oh my my bags are full and I just left went to town sold all my stuff they continued doing whatever it is that they were doing after I was done selling my stuff I just went over to their flag, teleported to them, and we continued to uh, kill demons uh, in in a way that was really, really fun. So it's fine that you can just take off and leave the other person behind, but it'd be nice if you could tell them. And not having any way to communicate is kind of lame. So uh, another feature that is uh, awesome that I really like in this that is kind of multiplayer and not really. Uh, is the Nemesis system. Uh, This is a very, very cool thing that Nintendo, well, Nintendo, that Blizzard uh, added to the game, where if you're playing and some monster kills you, that monster levels up. And then they'll step through a portal and they'll look for somebody on your friends list and they'll go and try and kill them. And if they kill that person, then the nemesis will level up. It will keep doing this until somebody ends up killing the monster. And if somebody kills that monster, that monster will then drop loot for somebody on your friends list it killed. And I think that this is such a a, a cool mechanic when you're playing through the game and this portal opens up and something steps through and you, you the first time you hit it, it pops up who who it's killed before. That's really awesome. And that happens in single player games. It happens in multiplayer games. And it's like it's this little tiny feature that I just think is so exciting when you see that portal open up. Overall, I think Diablo 3 for the Nintendo Switch is a must buy with qualifiers. If you've never played Diablo 3, you absolutely must buy this game. It's so fun. However, I will say this, if you don't like grindy games, then you might want to avoid it. Uh, Diablo 3 is very, very grindy. Myself, I generally don't like grindy games, but Diablo 3 seems to be the exception to the rule for me. If you've played Diablo 3 on the PC, and you've never played it on console, then I think that it's definitely something you want to consider picking up. I think the console version of Diablo 3 is infinitely better than the PC version of Diablo 3, but that's just me. I think the controls, like Blizzard just nailed the controls on uh, on, on Diablo 3. Now, if you've played Diablo 3 on other consoles, here's where you might want to hold off before you pick it up for the Nintendo Switch. For me, if I didn't have like a, a whole bunch, I mean, I've, I'm a Nintendo podcaster, so I've got a lot of people who have added me as friends on a, the Nintendo Switch. 
And so that means it's a much better experience for me to play on the Switch than it is for anyone else. Or than it is for me to play anywhere else, is what I meant to say. Uh, So that's why I like playing Diablo 3 on the Switch as opposed to playing it on the PS4, where admittedly it does look better. If you're somebody who's played it on the consoles before and you want to be able to play that grind uh, when you're out and about, then the Nintendo Switch is definitely for you. But if you're somebody who owns a Nintendo Switch and never takes it out of the dock and don't plan on taking it out of the dock and you've got other consoles to play Diablo 3 on, then you're probably fine playing it on those other consoles. Like I said at the beginning... Diablo 3 for the Nintendo Switch is the same Diablo that is on other consoles. And that's an extremely good thing, but it's also a bad thing. So your mileage may vary. Anyway, let me know what you think of Diablo 3 on the Nintendo Switch down below. Today's music is by Box Monkey Studios. It's Super Mario Bros. 2 Overworld theme. Fantastic song. They did a great job with it. If you want to check out more of their stuff, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash music. If you want to check out the full show, you can come watch live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, or you can catch the VOD after the fact at the same URL. Um, You can also watch a bunch of videos that I put out over at youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. And finally... If you're looking to support my content, there's a lot of ways you can do that over at runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. All the links there help me create more content. Thank you so much for your support. I will see you all next time. Bye-bye.